Welcome to Just the Two of Us, our bumpy journey called life. We are two friends that have been sharing our spiritual journey for the last 11 years. We've had wonderful moments and miracles on our journeys and also many bumps along the way. We love talking about all things related to spirituality, recovery, the heart, soul, and ego, and we enjoy sharing that with all of you as well. Today's topic is we can outsmart emotional pain. Yep, that's the truth, right? It always follow up, follows us wherever we go. Oh, goodness, Jess. Yes, and you know, for most of my life, I didn't know that. Like, I knew that there was pain inside of me, and I could probably identify it like I knew I hated myself. I could identify that. I know that I didn't feel good about myself. I was insecure. I knew that. Um, I knew that, you know, things that happened in my childhood, um, but I didn't relate it to the emotional pain. I didn't relate the two. I just thought they were separate. Um, but man, and so what did I do? I stayed busy. Like I was the queen of multitasking. And when I look back today, Chaz, oh my God, like, okay, so this is just, this is just a little piece of it. <laughs> there were lots of pieces, but just a little piece of it. If you can imagine raising two children, a grandmother living with you that has Alzheimer's, that needs 24-hour care, okay? A husband that works a long hours, um, has a very stressful job and long hours, and then we also have a, had a construction business together with my father and and I worked and I was a shift manager at a mental health facility. Like all these things were going on at the same time. And that's a lot of moving parts. But back then, you know, I had the energy, of course, my body felt good. I didn't have pain in my body at that time, but I just pushed and pushed and pushed. And it was a way of life for me. I, and you know, now I can look back and realize that you know, one, I didn't know any better. I thought, you know, the more you did, the more you accomplished, you know, that was where I tried to get my self-esteem was accomplishing things, um, or doing things for other people. But I didn't know what I was doing to myself. And today I look back and go, what the heck was I thinking? Oh, yeah, and we had two dogs, and at one time, uh, not in my house, but I had Avery's, and I had over 50 birds, and some were very big birds, like, you know what I'm saying? I had a big garden out back that needed a lot of care, like I tore my whole yard and made it into a garden. It was beautiful, but the work that goes into that, right? Yeah. And, I mean, just crazy stuff, like we didn't use um, weed killer on the yard because of the dogs and the chemicals, so... Guess what? We pulled the weeds by hand. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> like, oh my God, we had a swimming pool to take care of. Ugh, every, and most everything in the house fell on me because my husband, ex-husband, you know, worked long hours. So I had to take care of just everything. And I thought it was good what I was doing I look back today and I see the insanity I didn't want to stop and feel my feelings and it wasn't until I decided to go back to school online um, 
and get my associate's degree. And it was that assignment where they asked you to write about your life. And I'd never put my life on paper before. And something about putting my life on paper and looking at it for the first time ever brought me to my knees. Like the pain, the revelation, the realization was, it it, it devastated me. It devastated me. And that's when I began to pray, God, show me another way. And I didn't even have faith at that time. I'd been looking and looking. I hadn't found it. You know, just that foxhole God when I, you know, (laughs) felt like I needed out of a situation, then I would call on God. But I didn't have real genuine faith. And um, I was relying on self-will. So that was a life-changing moment that day I hit my knees. And that was the day my life began to change. And... You know, I'm sure that in the beginning, the first early years, I was in therapy right from the beginning. A month after being in recovery, I got into therapy because the pain was so great. All the things that I'd stuffed down all those years came up and was smacking me in the face. And there was no getting away from it. And I was newly sober, newly sober on top of it and just started a very highly stressful job. Um, working, managing an outpatient um, um, addiction office. And so, yeah. But the best thing that happened eventually over time is I learned to stop being so afraid of the pain, stop being so afraid of my feelings, and start working on things. I realized that I could, I could build self-esteem. Oh, I could let go of some of the craziness I was doing. Because I was doing too much. Like, there were solutions for the problems. But prior to recovery, I didn't know what solutions were. I just lived in the problem, trying to always manage it. You know, juggle the how many balls in the air I could juggle at one time. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, between all that and eight years of dealing with my daughter's addiction... It just finally brought me to a place where I was so emotionally, physically, spiritually sick that I no longer had the option of doing it my old way. So little by little over time, things began to change. And today, I'm not afraid of that emotional pain at all. Like, bring it on. I welcome it. I I treat it like a friend because it has something to teach me, something to offer me. So anyway, that's my story. How about you? Yeah, I too have him embraced, uh, you know, resistance still shows up, but the pain, it, it always finds a way out with me. And even if it builds up over time, it, it, it's still, uh, I think I embrace it too. Cause when you, when you start letting go of the pain, you start seeing, um, a lightness that happens inside too. And it kind of makes you want to keep releasing it and letting it go for me anyway. Um, but yeah, at one time um, before recovery, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking, I don't think I knew, I don't think I knew that I was in emotional pain. I think I just thought I was really screwed up, honestly. Like I, I think I looked at my family and looked at myself and I just thought we were really screwed up. Like, I think that's what I thought. And, um, I don't think I ever really thought of trying to find a way out of that. Um, instead, I, I I went into addiction, 
um, to try and cover that pain up more, which only created more pain. Um, but it wasn't until recovery. I, I had no idea the stuff that was in there. I mean, I had shoved it so far down. I still find things all these years later that have been shoved down there that I, I just, it's like another layer, another layer. Um, but yeah, coming into recovery, I, I had no idea the stuff that was in there. No idea. Yeah. And, um, I think I do embrace it. Well, I, I know I embrace it uh, more than ever. Um, I can still get into running, though, and trying to figure it out. That's a big one for me. I want to figure it out. I want to figure mm-hmm. out. My head wants to figure everything out, and it wants to figure everything out for everybody else, too. And it wants to, it just gets in there and and just starts focusing on, on things. So, um yeah, but dealing with my emotional pain has been life-changing. I mean, I was just telling you last night that um, sometimes um, I think I just really feel like a miracle, honestly. Mm. Like the, 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 <laughs> the extent of emotional pain that I've had and, and have released over all these years and the changes that have happened. It, I, I do feel like a miracle, honestly. And, you know, my family is still, is still my family. They're still the family that I grew up with. Nothing has changed there. Um, so I think that seeing that makes me feel even more of a miracle. Like they're still doing things the way they do things because, um, they don't want to face their pain and they all have a lot of pain. I know they do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just great changes come by, by, by dealing with it. Yeah, no, you're right, Jess. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And I do feel like a miracle. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, Today yeah. I'm a little tired, but um, <laughs> oh, I'm maybe, with you. <laughs> maybe I've done a little too much. I get it's like, oh, I got energy. I'm not used to having energy on my days off. I'm just I'm not used to that feeling, and so it's like, yeah, let's go. And it's like, yeah, maybe a little too much. It's um, knowing when to stop, right? Yeah, but that energy is it's it's um yeah it's it's a product of um facing some of my own emotional pain, which then, you know, dealing with, which a lot of my emotional pain is fear-based. So dealing with a lot of that fear has helped me to find my voice because I'm not as afraid, which then creates freedom. Like it's a ripple effect. Like you deal with one thing and then, you know, like it, yeah, it, I don't know. It's just all healing. (laughs) It's all good, right? It's all healing process. Yeah. So, so the only way to heal pain is to face it, right? That's what they say. That's what all the spiritual teachers would tell you. Well, what about your experience? Oh, no, it's the only way. (laughs) It's I'm just I'm just saying, yeah, some of us don't like to hear that. I know (laughs) the only way, the only way, what's the, the only way through it is through it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I don't want to hear is there's no solution. 
knowing there's a solution is so helpful. Yeah. Because when we've lived in the problem and just, you know, tried to manage the problem again and again, and finally realized that. Okay. Yeah. Just knowing that, you know, there's a solution is, yeah, it's a blessing. It's a gift. Yeah. And initially, you know, we may need to have a sponsor or somebody, a mentor, you know, meetings, um, just wherever we feel like we can get our answers, because it's not something that we can necessarily teach ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to become teachable. And I say teachable and childlike, right? We have yeah. to just start turning it over and, and trusting people that have walked ahead of us have walked the path already and that can give us guidance yeah no no new information is just going to randomly show up in our mind like no no. we're programmed a certain way and we're not going to know those answers and you know how many times you said gee why didn't I think of that I I know I know all the time yeah that's why I said that like because nothing new is just going to show up in there you know we only have to pull on what we have to pull on and you can always kind of tell in meetings, you know, women that are, that can, um, that are, you know, asking questions and looking for answers as opposed to, um, sorry, my phone's ringing. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> um, sorry about that. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. But yes, it's, it's about, it's about facing it. Yeah, it's about facing it. <laughs> Dentist office stalking me. I'm not um, afraid to get there, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just gonna say, um, yeah, it's a relief knowing that there is a solution. You're right. Yes, you don't have to be trapped in the pain anymore. There, no. there is a solution. No, we just have to be teachable and we have to try things that we haven't tried before. And, you know, you've said this many times and I understand it too, is that initially there may be a resistance to whatever's offered. That's the ego trying to block, you know, block it. We're scared because it's not familiar. We tend to go back to what we know, which is not that great. No. Not everything, but, you know, the things that we want to change, we have to become teachable. And we have to be willing to look at ourselves deeply. You know, that fourth step, I thought when it came to that moral inventory of myself, uh, my thought was, uh, well, I, I, it was more in a thought. This is how I did it. I did it in my head <laughs> by myself. And um, it didn't take too long before I realized that that really isn't going to get me anywhere anyway. That's not going to get me anywhere. And you know what's really helped me too, Chess, to see the value of receiving help because the new therapist that I had the last few um, weeks um, and the one before that too, um, you know, that I'm doing EMDR with because I wanted to try that. um, It's like they don't challenge me. They don't offer me anything new. And so just telling my story without suggestions without new ideas um just agreeing with me um no i i i i needed those challenges and um 
you know, today I, I've learned to challenge myself, but I also realized that um, it's not working for me to go to a therapist that doesn't, isn't able to challenge me and offer me new things. Yeah. What, what would be the point? You know, my story, I know my story. Mm-hmm. I don't need to rehash it anymore. I've looked at it pretty damn close. And um, yeah, so just interesting. Yep. Yeah. Got to keep finding new stuff to put in there. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and life does. I just look for those lessons. I believe that we all get life lessons every day. Every person. Some people think they have bad luck. I'm sure I thought that at one time. Like, why does this keep happening to me? Well, it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. It's Mm -hmm. happening to help me. And, you know, I used to see it as some sort of punishment. Maybe because that's how I was raised, through fear and punishment. That I thought that's how life worked. And life isn't out to punish us. Mm -mm. But it will give us a lesson that we need. It will. Right? So what's your lesson at this moment? Speak up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing great with it, by the way. It's speak up and set boundaries. And um, I, I, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm good with it. And then I can backpedal a little and then I'm, and then I'll do it again. Yeah. Some, um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think things have never felt so clear and I know we aren't supposed to have regrets, but I, I am just looking back like, geez, if I would have just spoken up sooner about some of this stuff, like I just, I know I couldn't, I know I wasn't in the space to do it. I know there was too much fear, but geez, I just, I wish I could have, I wish I could have. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm. we don't, we don't know, we don't know what we know until we know it and we can't see what we see until we see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm seeing things a lot clearer. Mm. Yeah, I am. Speaking up's my lesson, I think. And love. Mm -hmm. Speaking up and letting love in and letting things be good and don't sabotage it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's my lesson too. Don't sabotage anything. Mm -hmm. What do you think yours is? Oh, mine's a little painful right now. You know what my lesson is. So, you know, there's a little girl that... um, is looking for comfort. And, uh, you know, I've shared many times that as a little girl, the only comfort I felt in my home was my puppy. So I had this bright idea that, you know, maybe I'd get another puppy. (laughs) Oh, well, there's a reason why at 60, how old am I? 68? I don't know. I block it out. <laughs> yes. That, um, <laughs> why do you block my age up? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't want to think about, about you getting older. I don't know. I just do. Oh, well, I'm not going anywhere. I, I know. Don't bury me yet. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I, I told you in my, you're still 65 in my mind somewhere. Oh. I think, I think you told me you were maybe 68 69 I said well I lost a few years because you're still 65 in my mind okay well yeah yeah so it's like would I want to raise a child at this age no Mm -hmm. I mean it's it's the greatest job in the world is to raise a child um 
you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but at my age, not really for me. And a puppy is almost like having a little baby. Like you have to watch them every minute for, you know, probably the first year. And, um, I'm realizing I haven't made it through a week yet. And I'm like, Oh, some part of me likes the feeling, but there's another part of me. And that's a sensible part of me says, this feels like too much, too much on my plate. I have a partner who has physical issues. He can't help me with anything in the house or anywhere, puppy, nothing. So I have no help. I, I am the plan. There's no backup here. So, um, that feels like enough in itself, just, you know, helping him with just daily stuff and, um, and all the other things I do and taking care of a home and pets. Yeah. Yeah. I probably didn't make the best decision. And, uh, I think this is a lesson that I don't need to have again. (laughs) Yeah. No. I love little puppies. I love little kittens. I love little babies, but mm-hmm. you know, not to start over again. Yeah, been there, done it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was telling you, I don't. I don't even. I don't. I don't think I am cut out for that. I don't think I ever have been. So. I have a lot of patience. Yeah, and think- energy. You gotta have energy. Yeah, I think it would be I'd have to get a I'd have to get an adult dog. Just yeah. one that had already been trained. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best thing. Gotten past all those milestones already. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think I'm into it. <laughs> no. Just give me the final product. Just give me an old dog that just <laughs> wants to chill out and just be loved on and that that's it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I did with Winston. I didn't want another kitten because yeah, that yep. was too much. Cl- cl- climbing the walls, the curtains, and <laughs> me and everything else. Um, no, but so I put an ad in the paper ask, saying that I wanted a fat lap cat, lap cat, and there's Winston. Yep, <laughs> my cat. It was, it was a fit. Yeah, yeah, was that was definitely a fit. Yeah, that was an that was just it just it all fell in place perfectly. Yep. That's when you know it's right when the pieces just fall in place. But when you're working too hard to try to put the pieces together, you need to stop and look at why am I working so hard at trying to put these pieces together? Maybe they don't match. Maybe I'm trying to stick a round peg in a square hole. Yeah. Yeah. So lessons lesson learned over here. Whew. Yeah. What are your words today? Mm, breathe. Quiet. That's all I want. I want my head to be quiet. I want to just breathe. And I want the peace back. Because you know what? There is nothing more important to me, I don't think, than peace. Uh, that has become my top priority in my life today. It's just the peace. Peace of God. Yeah. How about you? Um, I would just say freedom and rest. (laughs) Take it easy. Take it easy. (laughs) That's my word today. Yeah. And love. Yeah. 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 Gotta keep that one in there. (laughs) Gotta keep that one in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So any last thoughts for the day? 
Nope, I think I'm tapped. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You nap said time. you were going to take a nap. Nap time. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, sweet dreams. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for being here today. And thanks for sharing all your wisdom with us. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Just the Two of Us, Our Bumpy Journey Called Life. Our hope is that you found what we shared helpful and that you take some of it with you as you go through your day. Until next time.